Welcome, friends. I'm Reverend Tim Earhart, and this is Daily Bible Reflections for February 18, 2024. Today's Gospel lesson is from Mark chapter 1, verses 9 to 15, A Desert Spirituality. In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tested by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. New Revised Standard Version We are in the season of Lent in the Christian year. Beginning with Ash Wednesday, Christians take a 40-day journey leading to Holy Week and Easter. Jesus spent 40 days in the desert being tempted by Satan. So the church remembers this event with the season of Lent. This is the season in which many Christians give focus to the temptations we face on a regular basis. We intentionally practice spiritual disciplines, such as fasting and giving up something for six weeks, so that we might become aware of our attachments to other things and how much we rely on them instead of trusting God. It was important for Jesus to be in the desert, and it's necessary for us as well. Jesus retraced the steps of the ancient Israelites, who wandered in the desert for 40 years before entering the Promised Land. The people needed to reconnect with God after having failed in their faith. Trust had to be strengthened and developed before they could be ready to receive God's promises. Jesus accomplished what others did not. He faced down the devil and overcame temptation in the desert. The 40 days were a necessary preparation for the upcoming three years of ministry that would culminate in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Before any of that could happen, Jesus had to experience the desert. We, like Jesus, need a desert spirituality. The desert forms us into followers of Jesus by learning to overcome temptation so that we will not be shaped into followers of Satan. God desires to strengthen our faith and facing down the temptation of Satan are crucial to our spiritual development. For Christians, the desert becomes the gymnasium where we are broken down through the stress of temptation so that we might become spiritually stronger in our faith. Without this kind of spiritual training, we become vulnerable to Satan's accusations and easy prey to his temptations. After the baptism of Jesus, the Spirit flung him into the desert. There was real danger in the desert wild animals. Yet put in that situation and having come through it, 
Jesus was able to deal with the crafty pursuits of Satan to distract him from his mission. Throughout the Gospel of Mark, after tossing demons out of people, Jesus commanded the unclean spirits not to tell anyone who he was. Part of what was going on is that Satan wanted to tempt Jesus to gain fame and power through popularity and accolades. But that was not the way of Jesus. He was not going to bring in the kingdom of God through the avenues of careful marketing and brand recognition. Another practice of Jesus throughout his ministry was to seek places for solitude and prayer. The needs Jesus daily faced were large and vast and never ended, yet he resisted working without any rest or guidance in prayer. A temptation could have been to please people and never get away to pray, yet through solitude and prayer Jesus connected with his Father. He moved from place to place proclaiming the good news of God's rule and reign. Jesus did not succumb to the temptation to settle in one place and build a petty kingdom of his own, apart from the Father. As Jesus walked the countryside telling people of repentance and faith, he often spoke in parables that were designed to foster thought and reflection. Jesus was not duped by the temptation to always be black and white about everything merely giving the bottom line of his teaching to people. Christ did not teach in order to get immediate results or to let people know which side he was on concerning the issues of the day. Instead, Jesus was about the business of building something permanent that would far outlast his short three years of ministry. Because of the desert and through his father's affirmation, Jesus lived a unique three years on this earth that has never been equal before or since. <clears throat> years ago, I went on a leadership retreat in the Canadian wilderness. We were so far out in the sticks that we needed special first aid training before leaving. Because if someone got severely injured, it would be hours before he could receive any medical attention. There was no cell phone service, no towns, no anything except mile after square mile of wilderness. We were continually vigilant to not attract bears. The wilderness can be a dangerous place. One day we were each dropped off on our own personal islands for an entire day, alone. Being face to face with yourself can be hard to deal with, which is what a desert experience does. It exposes the idols of our hearts and the ways in which we are tempted. A person does not need to be in the Canadian wilderness or in the actual desert to experience the effects of desert life. The Holy Spirit has a way of throwing us into the desert through a change of circumstance so that we will exercise our spiritual muscles and get in spiritual shape. The top three temptations that people face on a daily basis are 1. Worry and anxiety 2 procrastination and putting things off, three, gossip and other sins of the tongue. So how do we face down those temptations and retrace our steps back to the path of God? Here are some lessons I have learned in my own desert experiences. First, know your weaknesses. 
know yourself and the temptations directed at you. The three I just mentioned all come from a tendency toward perfectionism. We worry about the future of not saying or doing something perfectly, so we procrastinate for fear of screwing up and not being perfect. And we gossip to others about their faults and weaknesses because it maintains the illusion that our perfectionism is intact, at least compared to others. But perfectionism is slavery. Galatians 5.1 says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. 2. Understand the importance of timing. When are you at your weakest and vulnerable to temptation? What triggers you to sin? Whenever kids act up, we first wonder if they are tired or hungry or have some other need. It's the same with us. Carrying sleep debt, skipping meals, or eating junk food because we are in a hurry will set us up for temptation. Elijah faced down 400 prophets of Baal, then fell apart when one woman, Jezebel, went after him. He needed food and rest. 1 Peter 5.8 says, Discipline yourselves. Keep alert. Like a roaring lion, your adversary the devil prowls around looking for someone to devour. 3. Look to God and others. Don't rely solely on your own willpower or believe that you can resist temptation all by yourself, all the time. Even Jesus looked both to his Father and his disciples. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and agitated. Then he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved even to death. Remain here and stay awake with me. And going a little farther, he threw himself on the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not what I want, but what you want. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. 4. Have a plan. Flying by the seat of your pants will not always work. The clever see danger and hide, but the simple go on and suffer for it. Proverbs 22.3 One of the ways I personally resist temptation is by having a daily plan of worshiping God, praying, and reading scripture at set times throughout the day. For me, it's significant to have more than a few minutes of quiet time in the morning. 5. Overcome evil with good. Romans 12.21 says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Applying this to the top three temptations people face, that means warriors will love their enemy and pray for those who persecute. For the procrastinator, it means to take intentional steps of faith and risk, being real and vulnerable with others, through accountable relationships. For the gossip, they will 
seek to speak words of encouragement that build others up. And six, know that you are never alone. Angels attended Jesus. Even the Son of God was not on his own. Whatever you are facing is likely not unique to you. Others face it too. Our brothers and sisters throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of problems when they seek to walk with Christ. Let the desert shape and strengthen your faith. If the Holy Spirit has thrown you into a dry place, then instead of bucking the situation and complaining about it, learn all you can about resisting temptation so that you can come out the other end a stronger, more faithful follower of Jesus Christ. May it be so, to the glory of God. Amen.